Well, good evening, family, and welcome to the Tea with Tea. I'm your host, T, and tonight I want to give you words of encouragement and also just give you a little bit of an opinion, if that's okay. We're going to talk tonight about how black lives do matter. There have been protests and there have been peaceful marches that have went on for several weeks now, ever since the death of Mr. George Floyd. And the question I have tonight is, do black lives matter? Now, they matter to me. They may also matter to you, whether you're an African-American, Caucasian, Hispanic, European. It doesn't matter. But let's talk about how they matter. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how we've had another tragic death of a husband, father, friend, brother, uncle, cousin by the name of Richard Brooks. Richard was 27 years old and he resided in the city of Atlanta, state Georgia. And he was at a Wendy's drive-thru and he fell asleep in the drive-thru. Well, I guess the police were called and they came out and they talked to him and I guess they figured out that he may have had a few drinks. Well, he just left a little party and so they asked him to get out of the car and he did and I watched the video And when I tell you I cried, I cried. I also watched an interview of his wife earlier today and she was sobbing. And I understand you've lost your husband. Your kids have lost their father. He was a father of four. And so as I am sitting here talking to you. I have chills running through my body because I have the flashback of the video that I watched of him being gunned down. Now, I understand that uh, he did test positive. I did see that on the video. He was over the limit for drinking. But let me go back and tell you what happened before he was tested. He asked if it would be okay if he left his car in the Wendy's parking lot and he walked to his sister's house. So, is that a crime? Can I just leave my car here? I fell asleep and I'm sitting still. But since you came out, is it okay for me to leave my car here and for me to walk however far it is, to my sister's house. Well, obviously, that was not okay. Officer Devin Bronson, he just joined the Atlanta Police Department in 2018. And 27-year-old former officer, Garrett Rolfe, he's the one that murdered Rayshard. They were summoned because there were 
reports made and an employee decided to call them because the man fell asleep in the drive-thru. I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but what's done is done now. Will that employee regret that for the rest of their life? That's a question only they can answer. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of information, just a little bit of information about this man. You know, he was he was a hard worker and, you know, he was at a little bit of a party. They'd been celebrating him and his wife or his girlfriend. Doesn't matter. Either way, they were together. He said that he had two margaritas before he got into the car to drive. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I've gotten into the car to drive with two margaritas. Now, would I've tested over the limit? I don't know. But I didn't feel like I was drunk. Somebody else may say, T, if you have two drinks, you need an Uber. And they might be right. That's not something that I practice doing on a regular basis. But I'm just spilling tea here. And I'm spilling it on myself. I've done it before. So, we look at this encounter... It started off real calm. Um, he asked the questions and they were talking to him. It went roughly 20 to 25 minutes. But then it turned chaotic because after he tested over the limit, they decided that they were going to arrest him. So they decided to try to handcuff him. And that wasn't going to work out too well for them because they said, oh, you know, your alcohol level is point one zero eight which is slightly let me say that slightly above the legal limit legal limit is point zero eight his was one zero eight my god so they decide i'm gonna arrest him i mean he's standing there before they decide to do that and they're having this really good conversation the dialogue it was calm. Nobody was raising their voice and everything appeared to be going OK until they did the test. So when they decided to try to arrest him, that's when the struggle started. And I'm looking at this video and I see that he runs from the officers. He has one of he grabbed one of their stun guns or tasers whichever you call it and apparently he hit the button to try to stun the officer but he didn't and he turned around and kept running and that's when he was shot not once but twice in the back he died from being shot in his organs and from bleeding out he was pronounced dead at the hospital. He never got a chance to say goodbye to his wife, his kids, and none of the rest of his family. All because he was point one over the limit. I don't understand. And I feel like I can talk to you. Is that okay? 
Is that okay for me to come on here and tell you that this is not okay? We are killing our men, our African-American men. He was a dedicated father, dedicated husband, and he didn't deserve to die. And he definitely didn't deserve to die the way that he did. So guess what happens? The police chief, Erica Shields, she resigned over the incident. And the mayor, Keisha Bottoms, thank God for Keisha. She's called for an immediate firing of the officer. And he's been fired. He's no longer with the Atlanta Police Department. So we're waiting now for charges to be brought up against him. And I just looked into that and we're just waiting because the district attorney says they're waiting to see what type of charges they want to bring against this officer. But in the meantime, the Wendy's has been burnt down. More than 100 protesters, they marched around the Wendy's where Rayshard was shot. And they sent it up in flames. So there's no more Wendy's. But this is the question that I want to pose right now. Why burn down the Wendy's? I'm, I, want, I want to get on here and I want to find out why are we burning down buildings? That's not going to bring Rayshard back. That's not going to bring George back. Why? Can we do a peaceful protest? Brothers and sisters, no matter what color your skin is, can we do a peaceful protest? Do we have to go out and be violent? Do we have to go and set police stations on fire? Because guess what? That's what they're expecting us to do. That's why they arrive at the protest in full gear. Because that's what they expect. So we're giving them what they expect. Come back to me. Come on back. Come on back. Sit on down. And let's talk about this. I want to know your opinion. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the buildings being burned down and the looting that's going on and all of the merchandise that's being stolen out of the businesses that have been broken into. Can you talk to me? I want to know. Can you tell T how you feel? I'm upset because we need to act appropriately in times like this because if we don't, we're going to lose more of our black men than we have. So This is a topic that's up for discussion. We can debate about it. Why don't you go ahead and go to podcast at gmail.com and we'll discuss it. And I apologize to you, but I had law enforcement that was supposed to be here tonight. And unfortunately, because of scheduling conflicts and things of that nature, And honestly, some of them just don't want to speak out about this, that we weren't able to come to 
an agreement to have someone sit down and spill some tea tonight. But that's okay. We've got some people coming and they're going to spill some tea. And this racism and this time of reflection, I've sat here and I've thought day after day, why? Why does it have to happen this way? And honestly, I don't have an answer. I think that would be the million dollar question. If we could get an answer to that. We're not in 1968 anymore. We're free. Everything has been integrated. We're not segregated. We're integrated. And guess what? You may see me walking down the street. And my boyfriend is not going to be a black man. But should somebody stop and shoot me and beat him up just because we're walking down the street hand in hand? I need you to tell me. Give me your thoughts on that one. Now, interracial relationships have been happening for many years. And guess what? They're not going anywhere. They're here. We've got husbands that are Caucasian. We've got wives that are Caucasian. And they're married to an African-American. And guess what? They're out there protesting. Because guess what? Black lives do matter. They have children that are biracial. But when they have to check a box on the application and they ask for race, they have to check black. Because black is dominant. Talk to me. Talk to me. I need some feedback. And that's what matters. This is a time. Where we all need to come together. And we need to be on one accord. And tonight I just want to talk about that. How can we get on one accord? What are some of the things that we can do? Because every time I read an article or every time I see a news clip, I get upset. There was a FedEx driver. How many of you know that we look for the FedEx driver to bring us our goods from Amazon or from wherever we've ordered them from? Because we have a smile on our face because we see them coming. But I have a little bit of tea to talk about. There was a FedEx driver that was out doing his route and lo and behold, he ran into some Caucasian men. So when he ran into these men, apparently they didn't like the color of his skin. They didn't like the color of his skin. And they decided to call him the N-word. Oh, it gets better. Not only did they call him the N-word, but they spit on him. This man is distraught. He's crying. He's that upset about what happened to him. 
And this was just Saturday. So the question that was asked, why all the hate? I'm a professional. I'm out here doing my job. I'm delivering packages just like anybody else. But just because I'm black, you want to spit on me and call me the N-word. 23 years old. Not doing anything but being in a rural community in Ohio. What's wrong with that? Remember, we're free. We're not in slavery anymore. But I think sometimes we wonder with some of the things that are going on today. But I want you to know that the blood that's running through our veins, it's the same color. So we are all related because we serve the same God. Those of you that are Christians or believe in a higher power, that higher power, in my opinion, is Jesus. But hey, I just have an opinion. It doesn't matter for much. But I have a quote that I ran across that I wanted to share with you. And it says that Christ and racism, they don't mix. You can't love God. And hate his creator. You cannot love God. And hate. The creation. It's no way. I don't care. What's going on today. We all need to take a step back. And we need to. Really think about it. Think before you react. That was something I used to tell my kids all the time. I used to say, think before you do something that you're going to regret. And today I say the same thing. Let's think before we react. So let me spill a little tea on myself while I'm spilling tea here. I'm on Facebook and you guys will be able to join me there real soon. I'm working on getting that set up. But there was a friend of mine that's a friend of mine's on Facebook and she made a comment about all the negativity and all of the rude and mean things that are being said and done and it struck a chord in me and I think the reason being is I've read a post of hers prior to that that really just blew me away it it involved politics and remember I told you on the first podcast, I don't do politics because they do ruin friendships. And so I made a comment to her, just like I'm sitting here making a comment to you today. And the comment was, at the end of the day, the blood that's running through everybody's veins is the same. And we are out here marching The majority are doing it peacefully. But guess what? We've got others coming in that are stirring up trouble. How many of you know about that? I'm sure you do. You watch the news. You read the newspaper. You look at Facebook. It's all on there. You might even glance at some type of news article or who knows? You may have even viewed it for yourself if you were out doing a peaceful protest. 
But that really doesn't matter. What matters is we have people coming in that are not of our race. Not only not of our race, because that really doesn't matter. They're not coming in to do things peacefully. How many of you know about troublemakers? I'm sure you know one or two. Well, that's exactly what these individuals or groups are doing. And that's making it worse for those of us that go out and peacefully protest. So we need to do something about that. One thing that I know from experience, law enforcement expects the worst out of African-Americans. So let me give you an example. There's going to be a peaceful protest that's going to go on tomorrow. And law enforcement is going to be there to keep the peace. They arrive suited up in gear. They've got on face shields just in case they have to let off some of the So we see them with the tear gas that they're going to throw out during this peaceful protest because guess what? They came there expecting opposition because it's Black Lives Matter. And I've talked to different races and people of my own race. We're known to be aggressive and loud and just rude and that's what they came expecting the police were there because they expected to have to use their tear gas and to arrest people and all the things that we're seeing on TV so I have a problem with that is there somebody that can tell me the definition of a peaceful protest I'd like to know. Could you send that to teespodcast at gmail.com? And, you know, as I sit here and I'm thinking, my mind is always turning and, you know, being in the mental health field and dealing with clients on a daily basis, they give me a run for my money at times. But this Black Lives Matter has been the topic of discussion every day. So as I talk to them and I throw them, as I call it, shade, and um, we just go back and forth, and it's peaceful, and we agree to disagree. So, as I stated earlier, all the black lives that do matter, how much do they matter? That's the question. How much do they matter? What are they worth? You know, back in the day, before our time, I don't know, how much did a slave go for? But there were plenty that were sold. And it's unfortunate that our people had to endure all that they did. And so, I don't want you to take it personal. 
And please don't get offended when we get ready to turn the table just a little bit. We're going to move the tea table over just a little bit so that we can be more centered and in the middle of the room. So come on in. And as we get ready to talk about this, I'm going to need you to bear with me. And don't curse me out. And remember, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. So I wrote a little note to myself. And I said, T, let's talk about that N word tonight. So can we talk about it? We're going to talk about it just for a little bit, not too long. I might ruffle your feathers a little bit. But I'm going to get your mind to turning and your wheels, too, if that's okay. So that N-word, I have a problem with it. Some of you may also, some of you may not, but I have a problem with it. And it's not a word that is in my vocabulary because I don't use it. So can somebody look the word up and give me the definition? Send that to teespodcast at gmail.com because we've got um, the slang word. Uh, I believe it's nigga. Is that N-I-G-G-A? Then we've got the proper word which is nigger n-i-g-g-e-r is that in the dictionary last time i checked the dictionary i didn't see it maybe they've updated it since i looked but if you find it go ahead and send it to me so i can share it with the people at t's podcast at gmail.com that's t's podcast at gmail.com so I was talking with my son earlier and uh, he's 27 he listens to all that rap music and he's pretty respectful because a lot of it has a, a lot of foul language is what I call it and they put on the front of the case when you go out to buy it explicit lyrics they should just say every word or every other word out of the mouth of the artist is derogatory but guess what it's selling so if I can call you a nigga or a nigger and make money well I guess they're doing it because they're pretty rich last time I checked so as I said we were talking and Actually, we were listening to uh, Nipsey. I don't remember Nipsey's last name, but he was gunned down in L.A. uh, a few months back. And I actually like his music. It was very classy. Not a lot of derogatory things are being said. He's speaking facts about his life and what he's did to make his money. And he's out here doing what he's got to do. And I appreciated him 
and his music. So I, I begin to talk to my son about this N-word and, you know, how we as African Americans, we want to use it with each other. So is it okay for us to use it with each other? But uh, the minute somebody else uses it, uses the word on us, we're ready to kill them. So it's okay for you being black to tear down another black person by using the word but it's not okay for someone outside the race to use the word can you explain that to me because I don't really get it and if you explain it to me then maybe I can see it from your point of view because right now I can't So, let me tell you something that really ruffles my feathers. And that's when I've been in the presence of some young black men. And they greet each other with the term, my nigga. What does that mean? Does that mean that that's your homeboy or that's your good friend? I don't understand what that means. And I know if someone of another race came up to you and said the exact same thing, you'd be ready to pull that gun out of the holster and blow their brains out. So I need some clarity on that issue. Not only do I need clarity on that issue, but when I did my research, there's more black on black crime than anything. I understand, and this is me telling you what I've researched. And I want to ruffle a few feathers. I want you to give me your feedback and your point of view. Is that okay? Because I'm going to scoot on over. We've already moved the table to the center of the room so we can make room for all the other chairs to come on around so we can share this tea. But I have a problem with the black on black crime. So let me talk to you a little bit about the black on black crime. It's when we are gunning down our own people. Nipsey was gunned down because of something he said. And the man that decided he would kill him didn't like it. Well, I say a lot of things that people may not like. So it makes me wonder, will I be the next person? I'm sure you've pissed off a couple of people. Is that okay? I decided to use that word. But I'm sure you've pissed off people. But is it okay for them to retaliate? You you know what that means to me? Someone that can't stand and fight their battles face to face, but they'd rather do it in a rolling gun battle, they're weak. They're hiding behind that weapon that they're using. So to me, 
That doesn't say a lot about that individual. So today, I have a problem with the black-on-black crime. And I'm going to spill a little bit more tea. So scoot on over. We're going to add a few more chairs because there's going to be a few more people that are going to join us. Sunday morning, my son, as I stated, is 27, and he lives with me. He's a mama's boy, but guess what? His bags are packed and sitting at the front door. He's on his way out, and he is actually on his way out. Uh, He's grown up, and he's flying the nest into his own apartment. So somebody say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. But, you know, there are times when kids don't agree with their parents and vice versa. But we had a little bit of a disagreement. It wasn't a real big one, but it was a little bit of one. And it was something about the Xbox. How many of you know about the video games? And I don't think they ever grow up from playing the video games. They like to play them. And actually, I kind of like the Xbox because it does so many things. I'm looking at all types of movies through it and there's just lots of things you can do with it. I wouldn't have never known this had my son not had one. But let's get back to uh, Sunday morning. And so he got up early Sunday morning Because Saturday night, he was out late and basically saying, Mom, I just want to give you your space. But he really didn't want to be out late, but he respected me enough to give me my space. And so he tells me, well, until I can get my apartment, I'm just going to live in a hotel. I said, okay. Thinking to myself, that won't last long because hotels are high and if you do find one cheap you better check the mattress hello somebody well apparently he found one and decided to go check it out and if it was good enough for him he was going to stay there for about a week and so he was on his way to check it out he decided to stop at the ATM on the way He stops at the ATM and gets money out for a bill that he needs to pay. On Monday, he gets the money. And as he's counting the money, out of nowhere, a young black man appears in all black, asking him if he has a smoke. And he tells him, no, I can't help you. How many know the prayers of the righteous availeth much? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because I call him. Because he is my Lord and Savior. And as he was talking to him, he was ready to drive away. The young man smacked him in the face. And out of nowhere appears the barrel of a gun. He tells me, Mom, This was the biggest gun I've ever seen. Now, mind you, let me go back and bring you up to speed a little bit on my son. He was raised in the suburbs. 
He's tried to be about some type of life, but he knew that wasn't a life for him. And he appreciated his mother and then his then father for allowing him to be raised in the suburbs and to know a better life. So apparently this man smacked him and then tried to shoot him. He reacted and put the car in gear because he had it in park. But because he had something sitting on his gear shifter, the car only would go in reverse. And he went backwards. The gentleman then ran to the other side of the vehicle. He shot inside the vehicle. First, he was on the driver's side and he shot inside the vehicle once he did pull the weapon out. And that's when my son put it in reverse and went backwards. The guy runs to the other side. And by this time, he's moved the little tray that's sitting there and he has the car in drive. But by this time, he shot the car two more times. He's got another shot in the vehicle and then he shot the tire out. My son said that he took off and he went to a church. He was raised in the church. And I just want you to know the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And while we're talking about this, he told me, he said, Mom, you know, my word for the day came up and I don't remember the scripture uh, precisely, but I know it was in Deuteronomy. And I believe it was in the 30th chapter, but don't quote me. And he said he was shook up and he got out the car and he said, I need to see what's happened. Because when he shot into the driver's side, that's why I tell you we serve an awesome God. He shot into the driver's side and <laughs> whew, my son had a hoodie on when he left home that morning because mama keeps it cold in the house. Because how many of you women know hot flashes are real? And so I keep it really cool in here. And he walks around in a hoodie. He left the house with the hoodie on. And he said to himself, self, it's 90 degrees out here. Why are you wearing a hoodie? Well, let me take this off because I don't need this anymore. He balled it up and put it on his lap. How many of you know that God is a keeper? He's a lifesaver. So going back to the story. That bullet that came in through the door on the driver's side lodged in that hoodie. Hallelujah. If that hoodie had not have been there, it would have went into his main artery in his leg, in his thigh. He probably would have bled out in no time. But how many of you know that God is a keeper? And when the saints pray, he hears the prayers of the righteous. My son said, Mom, I reacted quickly. And I'm telling you today that if he had not of reacted quickly, I'd be burying my son. He's my only son. I would be planning a funeral right now. I would have got the knock on the door that Rayshard's wife got 
And I sit here and I think, and I get emotional talking about it. What would I have done? But God stepped in and he said, not today. And I thank God for that. And I'll tell you what it did. Did he make it to the hotel? No. Did he come back home and apologize and say, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm just ready to be in my own place. Yes, he did. But does he have some patience now? Yes, he does. And guess what? God also left him with a reminder. He has a burn mark on his thigh from the bullet being so hot. And the hoodie that the bullet was caught up in, he's not taken it off since. So that right there is a testimony that I just wanted to share. But guess what? I want to come back and scoot over just a little bit more my chair and make room for a couple more of you guys to come on in. Because I want to know about this black on black crime. He remembers specifically what the man looked like. The young man. He said he was in his 20s. He had a tattoo above his eyebrow. Does that mean you're in a gang or something? Or you've been to prison? Tell me. Just hit me up at teespodcast at gmail.com because I honestly don't know. I went over a little bit today, but I'm almost finished because I need to know about the black on black crime. We're wearing our shirts that say Black Lives Matter and we are upset because of the law enforcement killing our black men and some of our black women. But are we upset that we're killing our own people? Talk to me about that, would you? Is it okay for that young man that tried to take my son's life? Is it okay that he tried to kill him and rob him? What do you think? I don't think so. Is it okay for men to argue and get into a fight and words to be exchanged? Then one guy feels like uh, his pride has been crushed and he looks like, I guess they still use the word punk or maybe a sissy in front of all his friends. So guess what? He decides he's going to retaliate. Back in my day, we didn't use weapons. We used our fist. And we just duke it out in the street and made the best man win. And guess what? When we got through, we was friends again. But unfortunately today, weapons have taken over. And I just want you guys to know that it's not okay. Because guess what? Black lives do matter. They matter to me. They matter to me no matter who's killing us. And it hurts so bad that we're killing us. It hurts that Caucasian people are killing us, but it hurts the most when we're doing it ourselves. Do your research and let T know what you find out because I found out that we're doing a pretty darn good job of killing our own people. And guess what? It's not okay. It needs to stop. But when? When are we going to 
put on our big girl and our big boy pants and say, you know what? I don't need to hide behind a weapon. I can fight my battles by myself. When is that time going to come? Well, you let me know. Because guess what? I'm hoping that it comes real, real soon. I don't want to have to go to a funeral because it was caused by black-on-black crime. I don't like funerals anyway. But the time is now that it must stop. So I challenge you today. If I pissed you off, that means I did my job. If you love me, that means I did my job too. But I'm going to challenge you today. Share this podcast with a friend, a loved one, even your enemy. And let them listen to what we've talked about around the table today. Because they may want to join in for the tea next week. And I invite them. We've got enough room. You know, we've already moved over to the center of the room. And if we need to keep moving and add more room for everyone to sit, well, we can definitely do that because there's plenty of room at the table. We've got plenty of tea and uh, we've got plenty of cups and we've got plenty of little teacups and we've got the saucers to go along with those but you may want your tea cold so we'll give it to you in just a cup with a little bit of ice but if you like to have it hot well we've got your teacup and your saucer too and we invite you to join us so I invite you to invite someone out to sit with us next time because I guarantee you that The next episode may blow your mind, but guess what? You'll never know if you don't tune in. So please meet me next week, same time, same place, as we discuss what's going on with the tea with tea until next week, or it may not even be next week until the next episode. Just remember, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it because it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is because at the end of the day, the blood that's running through our veins is the same. And as I stated earlier, Christ and racism, they don't mix. You can't love God and hate his creation. I love you. I'll meet you here. Same time. Next time. Take care.